Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We hold these truths to be self-evident. For enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. All right, welcome over here to Speak the Truth. I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is, uh, we're on the road. As you guys can clearly tell, there's a big giant window behind me. I'm literally sitting inside of my RV. If you guys if you guys don't see it, if you're on Spotify or Apple or whatever platform you're listening to, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. But if you guys are over on the YouTube channel, hello, welcome. Yes, I know we have a new YouTube channel. If you guys do not know this, if you guys are on Apple or Spotify, go ahead and check it out. You guys can type in Robert Turkla and or Speak the Truth. There's a secondary channel. That one's not me. There's somebody faking to be me that's not me but if you guys go on there and you guys see a bunch of pictures of me that one's actually me there's always fake accounts but i said let you guys know we made a separate youtube channel specifically just for this podcast and it is titled speak the truth and it literally just says my name so go search it if you'd like to so we're going to start off with if you guys did not know this yesterday there was a terrible terrible thing that happened over there in uh, collersville in uh, tennessee so there was a, a gunman that he was a coward an absolute coward this is the most cowardly thing you could possibly do to go in, kill a bunch of random people, or shoot shoot random people, and then he actually did kill one, and then kill yourself. To me, this has got to be one of the more cowardly things you could do in your entire life other than just taking your own life, but then going in and trying to take other people's life to go with you. They say that this could actually have been a, a disgruntled employee. I mean, we're talking about working at Kroger here. What could, what could be so bad that you'd have to go in and shoot people inside of a Kroger? What what in the world? I have no idea. But a gunman opened fire inside of a Tennessee grocery store on Thursday, killing one and injuring 12 others. The gunman was found dead at an apparent self-inflicting gunshot wound. So like I said, the coward shot himself after he decided to go and try to shoot other people. On a good note, he was a terrible shot. Let's just be honest. Thank God he doesn't know how to use a firearm very well, but he was good enough to use it on himself. I do, do not think that this is something that the news should cover as much. I, th- I believe if we stopped covering as much as we have over the last couple of years, people would actually probably not do them as much because they just want to be put in the news or seek some sort of recognition for doing this, which they shouldn't. They shouldn't get any recognition whatsoever. Glad they haven't even actually released the person's name and or the identity or race or anything like that. But they do believe that it's because of workplace workplace violence was a factor in the Kroger shooting. The investigators are looking into whether the deceased shooter may have been a disgruntled employee. So that's all I'm going to talk about it. Until more stuff comes out, there you go. Some disgruntled employee decided to go inside of a Kroger. Uh, ironically enough, I don't even know if the people that were shot. I don't know if they were workers. I don't, it didn't actually state here. It doesn't state if it was workers or just random people in their shopping. So Anyway, this coward ended up shooting himself. So... I'm just going to stop there. Now on to a little bit of a lighter note. We have uh, the most infamous, the most famous, my most favorite, AOC. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't love themselves a little bit of AOC? Were we able to get that clip of AOC crying? Did you get it? Designated by Mr. Lawson of Florida, pursuant to House Resident 8, 
and four in the house that Ms. Lawson will vote nay on, on House Resolution 483 amendments. He votes nay. She is, she is absolutely shedding the most crocodile tears in history. I don't know if you guys know this. She is, she is infamous for crying on the border, grabbing on the defense, doing her infamous, basically just playing the part. She's, she is literally as about as useless. Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Joe Biden is more useful than she is. I think she's about as useless as like wet toilet paper. If you guys ever try to wipe your ass with wet toilet paper, it does not work. It just creates a big mess. That's pretty much all she's done. But squad member... <laughs> AOC, she was accused Thursday of shedding crocodile tears after she reportedly broke down crying on the House floor following a vote to give another $1 billion to Israel in order to restore the Iron Dome uh, interception system. So the, the funny thing about this is she's sitting there crying or shedding these fake, fake tears when in fact the Iron Dome actually saves how many countless lives over in Israel. It's, it's actually 90% effective in shooting down a terrorist group, Hamas's rockets that actually come into Israel. So she's sitting there literally crying because we're funding saving people's lives. Like, let that let that sink in. <laughs> Why do I always say that? Every time I say let that sink in, I always think of Charles showing me this picture of a sink sitting at a doorstep with a door open. Like, let that sink in. Anyway, <laughs> she goes on. Uh, this goes on to say that the Iron Dome doesn't have any offensive capabilities, so they don't really know exactly why she's crying because there's no way the Iron Dome could actually offend her. I, I don't really know how it could offend her in any way. It's a defensive weapon used to stop rockets launched by terrorists from killing innocent people. Why does that make her sad? Does anybody want to ask her that? Why did this make you sad? So we had to we had to kick it off a little bit more of a lighter note. I know there's some goofy stuff actually going on. You know what? Let's go on to the next one. Do we have the Al Sharpton speech? Because this one's actually kind of funny. This son of a gun, you guys know he's just basically a race-baiting son of a gun. He just goes around and just race-baits people and, and, and does what he does. I mean, it, it is what it is. He flies around in his private jet and he shows up to these things. But there's these people that wouldn't even allow, allow him to have a uh, make his little speech. I'll go ahead and play a little bit of a clip from that. And we will not be out of here. So the protesters down there were accusing him of coming down to the border crisis to stoke racism. So Sharpton spoke dismissively of the protesters whom he accused of being uh, Trump supporters, uh, right wingers, and they can scream all they want. I, I don't really believe that to be the case. I think they're more or less just people that can see through the bullshit and understand what he's really trying to do. So despite assurances from Homeland Security and the Border Patrol, the White House officials, the press secretary, are the, the also infamous Jen Psaki. My favorite person in history. She said Thursday that the Biden administration is prohibiting Border Patrol agents from using horses. Those horses are scary and they're racist as all can be. In the reins, I don't, I don't know how we've gotten to the point in American society where you think reins are used, utilized as whips, which is somewhat asinine. I think we have to use the word asinine and let that sink in in every single, every single podcast to make it a real one. But if you guys did not know, Florida Rep. Representative Wilson, she tells Biden to pay migrants not to come to U.S. That is exactly what we should be doing, right? We should be paying these son of a guns not to come here. That's that's how the world works. You know, just pay them. They'll go away. They'll go away. But this has an entirely different agenda behind it. So if you guys do not know, Miss Wilson, Mrs. Wilson on Thursday, she's a Democrat from Florida. She called on President Joe Biden to pay those fleeing Latin America for the U.S. southern border to incentivize them to remain in their country of origin. That, how, how was that even a thing? 
How is that even a possibility? But oh, don't you worry. She gave us her thoughts on how this should happen. She said we need to fly to those countries, give them money, set up jobs, give them some sort of incentive to stay in their country to work. No, no, no. no. Let me just go ahead and backtrack and, and let you know, Mrs. Wilson. That's not how it works. The people inside of that country, that's that's with their government. That's not our job. You guys always state some stuff like, oh, we're not the world police. Okay, we're not going to be the world police right now, right? We're not going to go around and give people jobs and hand out money, especially when hard-earned taxpayers are having, or they're the ones that are the ones that are going to have to bear the burden of it, not you, right? We pay you. Wilson goes on to say the FBI has tracked the movements of cartels profiting off smuggling schemes through the chatter on Facebook and said an estimated 60,000 more are expected to make the journey from Panama, Chile, Brazil, and Ecuador. Okay, so these are Haitians coming up from these four countries that are being smuggled in. The more that this thing develops, the more stupid it is. They're being smuggled in by cartels, so the cartels are profiting off of it knowing that Biden is going to allow them into the country, and yet their their thing is they want to pay for them to stay home. It's, do you guys understand how stupid the left is right now? Like how stupid they really are. I'm going to say this like openly. They're absolutely just lost it on how, like they're stupid. And I feel bad for anybody that voted for them because now you're like the 80, what was it, 81 million strong that voted for 83 million, whatever it was, that voted for Biden, they're very quiet right now because they're realizing, wow, that was a terrible, that was a terrible idea. Wilson goes on and say, I am pissed. From what I saw, the Border Patrol on horseback beating Haitian people, black people with whips, they look like whips to me, but I've been told they're not whips. What? That is an actual sentence that came out of this lady's mouth that people voted to put in office. She literally says, I am pissed. From what I saw, a border patrol on horseback beating Haitian people, black people with whips. They looked like whips to me. I've been told they're not whips. That's literally verbatim from her mouth. That's the most contradicting sentence I think I've, I've ever read, <laughs> read in my entire life. Yeah, I had to make sure I didn't reread that or re- read that wrong. Wow. So there you go. That's who was voted into office and that's who's representing this country right there. Good. Hope you guys are loving it. Because I sure as am loving it. Loving me some of that. So if you guys didn't know, COVID-19 vaccine boosters are on the way. Yes, that is right. They are coming. They're coming. And they're coming for the ones that need them. Apparently, following days of lengthy debate among vaccine experts, booster shots of the vaccines can now officially be administered to the adults in the United States. Yes, if you guys are between the ages of 18 and 64 who are at the increased risk of COVID-19 because of their workplace and or their institutional settings, it is also for additional adults that are long-term care facility residents and some people with underlying health conditions. However, which is kind of crazy, members voted 9-6 against recommending boosters for people ages 18 to 64 who are at greater risk because of their occupational and institutional settings. So I read this and I was kind of confused because, of course, it's three quarters of the way down through the article. And then it says that they voted against recommending boosters. And yet now it's came out that boosters are good to go so there you go i'm not a doctor like everybody says so i'm not going to speak on it but apparently uh members voted against it which is kind of straight crazy if you think about it you would think that they for something like a, a covid vaccine like a booster they wouldn't like have a bunch of people voting because i would assume it's what do they always say follow the science and this this seems more like an election than uh than actually following the science but you know what we'll leave it up to the scientists to tell us what we need to do. So here we go. We get to go on to the another piece of COVID information. Man, I'm hitting you guys with some big knowledge today. This stuff 
is super important. You guys cannot go throughout your workday or, you know what, this is going to end your Friday on a good note. I promise. I promise you. Yes. If you guys did not know, Oregon health officials have came out with the, the craziest statement in history when it comes to dealing with your health. You are not allowed to kiss. Factual statements. I didn't know this is a real thing, but in Oregon, you weren't allowed to kiss on dates during the COVID-19 pandemic. <clears throat> Sorry, I tried to say that with a serious, serious, but I couldn't. Oregon health authorities on Wednesday have revised its position on safe dating practices and now says it's okay to get intimate with your date as long as you've both been vaccinated. So you're now allowed to taste another man, woman, or gender-neutral person's saliva if you've been vaccinated. I hope you guys are excited about that because I plan on taking a trip up to Oregon and leaving my girlfriend here and exchanging saliva with many, many women that are vaccinated. I feel like we need to have a segment that's just like, titled goofy shit politicians do <laughs> that's definitely one of them what the fuck are you trying to mandate people kissing what the hell oh man i'm sorry it's just so fucking goofy sometimes all right let's keep let's keep the news here in america how about that we got some stuff that will go outside of america but you know we're gonna stay in america for right now so if you guys did not know la la always has some wild stuff going on because it's la it's california they got like just you know, it would be such a beautiful state. It really is. Kind of same thing with Seattle and Oregon, all this. If they would just take the politics out of it, oh my God, it really is. The weather's nice. I mean, the people would probably be a lot better mood if they didn't have like major taxes and homeless crisis and it costs a million dollars to live there. Like, every, I mean, I, I can tell why people in California are always in a bad mood. But if you guys didn't know, LA will not, requ- be, will not now be acquired. Um, excuse me, let's go ahead and backtrack there. I just pulled a Biden. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. So if you guys don't know, LA will not be required to provide shelter and or housing to homeless people living on the city's skid row. A federal appeals court ruled Thursday, effectively vacating another court's order to do so by next month. So if you guys did not know, funding has increased to various housing programs and initiatives. LA's homelessness population is steadily increasing as well. So if you guys thought it was going to get better in L.A., it's going to continue to get worse. According to data from L.A. Homelessness Services Authority, in 2020, more than 66,000 people in greater Los Angeles area were experiencing homelessness. In the past year, there was a 12.7% increase in the rate of people experiencing homelessness countywide. So if you guys thought you guys had a problem elsewhere in bigger cities, imagine being in L.A. Oh, my God. I have actually been there. We were there this last, this last uh, earlier this year. And my girlfriend thought it was her worst trip with me because the only thing I could talk about was how terrible that 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 city and that state and not really essentially a state, but that area that we were in is it was terrible. Like you guys you can go outside and the smell of urine would just it was in your nose, it hit you in the face. Apparently, you don't solve homelessness in a, in a courtroom. You solve it on the streets. We, we can and we should uh, make housing a right and not a privilege. So this was from. Uh, Los Angeles council member Mark Ridley. I'm going to be honest with you. This doesn't really make too much sense because housing is not really a right. It's more of a privilege and it's a privilege because you have to earn it. Just want to throw that out there. And that's probably why California is such a big problem because they can't really get this through their thick skulls. An individual, like a human, like you listening to this, a housing is not a, is, is literally not a right. Like you need to earn your own housing. I don't really understand where they're going with this other than the fact that they're going to continue to raise taxes inside of California and not be able to pay for all the homelessness problem, but they're going to try to give them like, imagine this, you can't build a city that side. You can't build an area to house 
by the time I mean twelve percent increase, you're looking at so ten percent is sixty six. You're looking at an additional six. You're looking at about seventy five thousand. There will be seventy five thousand homeless people in L A. by the end of this year. By the following year, you're looking at an additional eighty plus thousand. I mean, in the next five years, you're gonna have a hundred K plus. What are you gonna do? You're gonna throw them in a giant camp? You know what that camp's gonna be like? Full of drug infested people, dirty. Like, what are you talking about? You you can't just make it a, a housing a right. It is it is not a right. It doesn't. I don't know. Maybe I just have different thought process behind it. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening to this right now is thinks the same way. You need to earn your own money. You need to pay for your own house. It should not be funded by the government. You're not. You should not have people have the ability to just give up on life, go live on the street, and then collect money from the government and get somewhere free to live. All right, let's keep keep it up here. Keep it up here. So here you guys go. I live in Texas. You guys do know I'm actually not in Texas right now, but I am very close. Uh, down in Austin, they're having a little bit of problems. If you guys do not know, it seems like every week we find out about this whole defunding the police thing has actually been a has been a fairly bad idea, and it's beginning to show at another more liberals actually no i'm not gonna say more it is just a straight up liberal city in general portland's been having some problems too as well as we know and chicago has literally had more kids shot this year than have died of covid since the beginning of covid so austin sworn police officers will stop responding in person to non-emergency calls starting next week amid severe staffing shortages in the department so under this policy collisions with no injury or burglaries no longer in progress okay can we just go back real quick burglaries no longer in progress so a person calls and say, hey, there's somebody stealing my stuff inside of my house. Once that person exits the house, the cops don't have to show up anymore. That's So basically, if you if you want to do home invasions, you're free free to do it in Austin, apparently. Yeah, it goes on to say, where burglaries are no longer processed or where the suspect has left would not warrant a 911 call. 911. I don't know why I said 911. They actually would like you to call 311, I think is what it is now. And that's not a joke. I think it's actually after it happens, I think you need to call 311. Although a sworn police officer might not respond to an emergency, there could be an instance where a civilian officer, such as a crime scene technician, responds to take evidence. Probably about 95% of the time, our shifts don't meet the minimum staffing, and that is the reason why they've started cutting back on what types of calls they answered. That's from the Austin Police Association president, just so you're aware. So the Austin City Council voted in uh, August of 2020 to cut up to $150 million from its police department budget. A little more than a third of its total budget. That's literally a third of the entire budget was cut from the Austin Police Department. Because of what? Because of what What agenda do we have to do? Because of what happened last year, all those riots. and it literally one of the left-leaning cities now having to reap all the, the burden. Like, they're literally all the people that are living in that city, which is so funny because I, I feel like they had an understanding or an idea. They were just social justice warring it for, the, for that time being. And now they're like, oh, God, that was a terrible idea. But they did uh, reinvest that money into other public services, which is kind of crazy because Austin also has a giant homelessness problem. So I don't know where the hell they put that money. And I didn't really want to go do the research, to be honest with you, where they put the money because it's not my not my problem. But I did go out and I wanted to know what the crime crime rate in Austin was. And if you guys didn't know, it's actually rising faster than the population growth. This is as of uh, June 14th of 2021, by the way. So I'm sure it hasn't really changed too much since then. But the population in Austin has grown 4% over the last five years. So that's actually... From the city of Austin. Austin's population is currently just over a million. And five years ago, it was sitting at 967. So it's grown, uh, we'll say, 40,000 ish, 45,000 essentially. So when they looked at the same time period from 2017 to now, as of April of 2021, murders in Austin's are up significantly this year. Police data shows that there has been 27 murders in 2021. That was as of uh, April. It's a uh, 200% increase, by the way. 200% increase from 2017. 
That's that's pretty high. Aggravated assaults are up 36%. And uh, car thefts are up 77%. So you guys were, were wondering, there you go. And burglaries, for some reason, are down 9%. But everything else is up. And that has nothing to do with defunding the police or taking cops off streets or cops quitting because they're, they don't want to have get in trouble for something they've done. So there you go. There's another thing. Cops are bad, right? Cops are terrible people. We shouldn't have them. Crime stops when you take take away the cops. Speaking of crime, did you guys know that uh, there's record-breaking gun violence again up in Portland? Seven shootings in one day. Portland Police Bureau is investigating seven shootings that took place over a span of 15 hours. The surge in gun violence has continued at an alarming pace. Earlier this month, Portland Police reported nine shootings in 16 hours. There's been 837 shootings throughout August, excuse me, with the largest year-over-year increase in North Precinct with 383 shootings reported by August 31st. That's a more than 100% increase since 2020. This is another one of those cities that's like, yo, you know what? We need to get rid of the police. It's a good idea. They're very bad. I guess the people just didn't realize that when you take away cops, it gives criminals the freedom of movement to do whatever they would really like and they can get away with more stuff. It's kind of like when I keep saying, you guys, get out of Afghanistan, the Taliban's going to get bigger. And guess what's going to happen? They have the freedom of movement to do whatever they would like. Not saying that uh, criminals in America are the equivalent to Taliban. I'm just trying to point point out a fact. You take away some sort of security or security force within a city that's allowed to mitigate people from committing crimes. Guess what's going to happen? Crime is going to increase significantly. And that's exactly what's happened. When we're talking like major increases, 100%, 300%, 200%. What is that? What is going on in Chicago? I don't know, because I didn't really actually look it up. But I'm sure people are shooting other people at a massive... I bet you I can just type it in right now if I wanted to. I, I would guarantee that it would come up. There would be significant... Actually, you know what? Monday. We'll check back in Monday and see how Chicago did this weekend. Maybe they didn't have as many shootings as they normally report. So if you guys did not know, what I said was going to happen is starting to happen. Yes. Oh, for the for the millionth time. Here we go. If you guys did not know, Taliban founder says strict punishment amputations are to return to afghanistan what did i tell you guys they're going to start dragging son of a guns down the street cutting off their hands plucking their eyes out doing all that kind of stuff that they used to do in the past they're bringing it back and they're also bringing back public executions so mullah turabi a founder of the taliban and who is now in control of the prisons is under new government in afghanistan he's in control of all the prisons so he says what what is going to happen to somebody with an offense Right now, strict punishment is coming back, including amputations and executions. They will return. And then he goes on to state this. Yes, this is right. This is the guy that we're trying to work with. No one will tell us what our laws should be. We will follow Islam and we will make our own laws from the Quran. Under Taliban's previous rule in Afghanistan, Tarebi served as a justice minister. It's a made-up title. You didn't know. During that time, amputations and executions were carrying out for criminal offenses, including theft and highway robbery. So like I said, if you steal something in Afghanistan, your hand gets cut off. It just falls under Sharia law and all this other stuff. That's I, I said this literally a month ago. I said, well, okay, well, they're back. Here we go. Public executions coming back. Hands being cut off, coming back. Look at a woman the wrong way, eyes plugged out. According to Tarabi, those same practices will be brought brought back, cutting off hands. This is literally what the guy says, just so you're aware. If you think that you live in a bad place here in America, let me just tell you, you are wrong. I will give you a one-way ticket to Afghanistan, and you can, you can come back and just inform me on how mistaken you were. So, right now, he says this. Cutting off hands is very necessary for security, claiming it was a deterrent to theft and other crime, or he's just a psychotic, I'm not going to use any terrible language here but he's just think about that that's his that's his mindset you know what not not just do what we do here in america which 
a lot of crime goes unpunished because it's not really caught. But imagine being accused of theft and actually not stealing something, but yet having your hands cut off. That's pretty much it. So he, uh, he goes on to say this. Now we know instead of reaching just hundreds, we can reach millions. So this is when it gets kind of interesting for the entire world. Probably needs to listen, especially the Biden administration. Jen Psaki, I want you to hear this loud and clear. All right, you ready for this? It's going to be crazy. If you guys don't know that this guy, Tarubi, he says that now that we know instead of reaching just hundreds, we can reach millions. He said, adding that if executions and amputations are approved for public viewing, then people could record those instances and share them as a deterrent for what the Taliban officials consider criminal offenses. So they're not getting rid of social media and stuff over there. They said the reason they're not doing it is so they can do public executions and it can be seen worldwide on what their beliefs are. There you go. I told you that it would come back, and I was right. So what did I say yesterday about the FBI saying that there could be a growing threat in Afghanistan because we're not there? I said it once we left. It's a terrible thing that's happened. I feel like I'm like three weeks ahead of the actual news that's going on, and I'm, it's just common sense. So there you go. If you guys don't know, strict punishment, public ex- executions are coming back in Afghanistan. But if you do not know, uh, there's some some decent news. I'm, I'm not going to say decent, but there is going to be a civil war that's going to come out and break out in Afghanistan between ISIS and the Taliban. I'm saying this right now. I'm going to say this. It might happen three weeks from now. Apparently, we've got a, a crystal ball going on here. We, we know we know kind of what's going on. Or we just have a lot of common sense. You know, not everybody is, is born with common sense. It's one thing some people are lacking. And apparently, this administration is lacking common sense. ISIS is claiming more threats, killing more Taliban. So I'm telling you guys right now, the more ISIS does this, the more problem they're going to have down the road with uh, with with the Taliban coming after them. It's going to be because ISIS right now they don't they're not nearly as big as the Taliban, but they're much crazier. So ISIS K has claimed three attacks. That's right, three attacks on Wednesday and Thursday, and it claimed to have killed six Taliban personnel in three different attacks. Two were carried out with guns, and the third using an IED. In Thursday's attack, the group claimed that the caliphate soldiers targeted a member of the Taliban militia with a pistol shot, which led to his death. So they pretty much uh, executed him, is what it sounds like. That's that's all I can get from there. So yesterday we reported on one that they were doing over in eastern Afghanistan in Jalalabad. And, oh, this is also in Jalalabad. So apparently Jalalabad is also getting hit pretty hard. There must be a lot of ISIS in that area, I would assume, if they continue to, to attack uh, Taliban. Or the Taliban's just, they're probably not going to be as lax now but there you go there's i'm gonna call it right now a civil war is brewing in afghanistan and america is gonna have to come in and either help the taliban and or do something because that's what's going to happen because isis is a bigger threat to us than than the taliban is which we're going to find out here in a second if you guys did not know here in america we've actually stopped a couple domestic isis deals which i'm going to talk about here in a second and if you guys do not know, this is a little different. We're going to try to change subjects for a second. I feel like we're always talking either about Afghanistan, military, war, China, America. It's pretty much just what's going on in the world right now. If you guys did not know, China's central bank is, is calling anything that has to do with cryptocurrency now illegal. So you guys are probably going to see a major dump in crypto. I think crypto probably dumped today. And my camera guy just sighed, so he's probably got some money in crypto. I guess this is another good reason why you guys listen to this podcast. If you guys are in crypto, you probably want to pause. Go check your account because... Uh, as of right now, Bitcoin's dropped 5%, which is quite a big, good chunk of change. But the People's Bank of China on Friday called cryptocurrency tied deals in the country illegal. China has the second largest economy in the world, and now cryptocurrency is, is actually now illegal to do any type of business transactions. It's actually, I think it's more or less to do with control. As we do know, China has their 
their system in place for basically their credit system for civilians on what they can buy flights. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we're not going to talk about that right now. But I think it's more or less for maintaining control because the Chinese Central Bank is actually developing an electronic version of the country's currency that could be tracked and controlled by Beijing. So it is really more or less to do with control. They don't want Bitcoin to be in there or any actually any cryptocurrency in general to be in there because they want to have complete control and use their own their own electronic currency for for the civilian population to be used and have even more control of their people. They're actually trying to go back into more of a communist state. I don't know if you guys know this, even more deeper socialist, I guess you'd say. They're already communists. But um yeah, there you go. If you guys want to go to China, don't bring any money here soon. You're gonna to have to actually physically use your phone to buy something so they can completely track you and where your whereabouts throughout the entire country, which they already do. I don't know if you guys know this. If you guys haven't done it, you guys need to really go on it. Literally go on to YouTube and type in like Chinese cameras throughout the country and just do something like that. Some simple search like that. And it's going to come up and leave you down a rabbit hole that you've never been led down before. China also is, is messing with Taiwan again. They actually sent 24 fighter jets yesterday. Yes, that's right. 24 fighter jets towards the Taiwan in a large display of force on Thursday after the self-governing island announced its, its intention to join the, the Pacific Trade Group, which I talked about yesterday. I said that they intended to join it and they sent over a couple, but apparently they sent 24 new ones. On two, at two separate times, once in the morning and once in the evening. I think they sent more in the morning and then another show of force in the evening. It's pretty much what it's called, a show of force. It's kind of like bullying, like picking on somebody or whatnot. But the thing is, is the more China continues to bully Taiwan, the more America's going to have to do something about it. They're, and if you guys didn't know this, I, don't, I didn't read the entire article on this because it's really, really long. But they also had uh, spotted some some Chinese ships off of Taiwan's coast within the... Taiwanese waterways, I guess you would say, within their borders of their water. So we're going to get on to the last couple here. These ones are, are actually ones I, I was speaking about earlier about ISIS in America. Is it a possibility? Is it something that's going to happen? And yes, it is kind of happening in a certain certain sense. We've caught um, multiple... It's kind of crazy. I didn't even know about this because it doesn't... Why is this not making headline news? It is kind of crazy to me, but... A Lansing man was just sentenced Wednesday to serve more than 10 years in prison for conspiring to provide and support the Islamic State of Iraq and al-Sham, ISIS, in 2019. Gentleman's name is Mohammed Salat Haji. I actually think I said that right. He's 28. He was sentenced to serve 130 months in federal prison for conspiring to provide material to support ISIS and will also serve 12 years of supervision after his release. So, this is uh, pretty much what happened. All three men picked up money from Moose Moose and they intended to travel in 2017. They were planning it. And they had multiple conversations about traveling overseas to join ISIS. And they even had aliases that they were going to use to be known as the fighters when they're fighting over there for the terrorist group. So these men, thank God. I mean, it's kind of funny. The FBI, people, these things don't make news. I kind of want to know how, it's kind of crazy. The FBI is able to track you so well. And they, I don't know if it has to do with keywords you're looking at. Man, I, my search history must be wild right now. Thinking about it. I, I've got to be on a list because... The things I type in, anti BLM, uh, ISIS, Taliban, like this, it's on my, my search history. Oh, man. Anyway, these guys right here, they got 10 years in prison for conspiring to support ISIS. And literally the next article down, if you guys do not know, there's an ISIS supporter that just pled guilty for plotting to bomb a U.S. church. It's literally in the United States. This is in the United States, which is kind of crazy because you think about it, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I said that us losing Afghanistan to quote-unquote ISIS and the Taliban, it was going to inspire people inside of America to do ta- attacks. And what happened this last week, the FBI came out and said that, yes, it is possible that ISIS 
will be planning to do attacks within America within the next two years. And that is something I said, and a lot of people have actually said. So, and then guess what? A Syrian refugee in the U.S., in the U.S., a refugee from Syria came in who plotted to bomb a church in Pennsylvania has pleaded guilty to one count of attempting to provide material support to ISIS. It's the exact same one. Islamic State of Iraq, Al-Sham. Al-Sham. The same one. This guy's name, though, is, is Mustafa Masab Al-Warwar. Sorry, I jacked up your... Actually, you know what? I don't give a sh- I didn't. I don't care if I jacked up your name. Who gives a shit? I'm going to tell you right now, I thought it was the exact same group of people, but it's a different different group of people. This person lived in uh, Pittsburgh. Yes, he lived in Pittsburgh. Listen to that. Lived in Pittsburgh. Devised and intended to carry out a deadly attack on a church, uh, the Legacy International Worship Center, in July of 2019. It was to take revenge for uh, ISIS brothers in Nigeria. That's pretty much what he was doing. He was literally going to come here, kill Americans, to take revenge for something that happened in uh, uh, Nigeria. Court documents said that Ali Warmer, uh, I'm just going to call him Poophead. We're going to call him Poophead. Poophead plotted to bomb the church located on the north side of Pittsburgh using an explosive device. Shithead number one stated that motivation to conduct such an attack was to support the cause of ISIS and to inspire other ISIS supporters in the United States to join together and commit similar acts in the name of ISIS. So there you go. Right there. It says it right there, plain as day. He literally was trying to attack people in America and groups in America to have an upbringing of supporters in the United States to join together and commit similar acts. So Shithead distributed multiple instructional documents related to the construction and use of explosive, uh, so basically IEDs. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but IEDs to an individual he believed to be a fellow ISIS supporter, but was in fact an FBI employee. So that's another, how's the FBI doing? You, good job, FBI. Way to go. Way, way to go. Way to do, way to do your job. He provided printed copies of detailed Google satellite maps which included handwritten markings identifying the church and routes of arrival and escape. Okay. So Shithead also wrote that he provided a 10-point handwritten plan details related to his plot to personally deliver ex- explosive in a backpack. There you go. So we had, in this episode, we had a coward try to kill a whole bunch of people and then shot himself. We talked a little bit about AOC. I mean, she's, she tends to make the news herself. I mean... She, I don't, I don't know. And then uh, the border, and then what else? We had China again, Taliban cutting people's heads off, doing executions publicly. Yeah, that's that's the way we wanted to end our Friday. That's how we wanted to end the week. Hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. I didn't even check to see where we were in the rankings. I, I think I should probably do that real quick before we hop off here. I believe we were, I mean, we were still in the top 100 for sure in the world. I checked that yesterday and we were, wow, we've actually not moved. We did not move up or down. We're in the exact same spot. Yes, we are still in the top 100 uh, by a pretty good margin in the world on Spotify podcast. So thank you so much for listening to these crusty little things and watching over here on YouTube. I do love you guys. I'll catch you guys next Monday. Yes, I'll see you next Monday. Go listen to the past podcast. If you haven't, go catch up. I do love you guys. I am out. See you guys.